Monday, April 6, 2020. This is episode 377. This is We Live on a Planet, and I'm your host, Patrick. Thank you so much for joining me on this Monday morning, April 6 already. April's going to cruise by. I can feel it, even though it doesn't feel like it right now because you're just stuck. I don't know. Months, days are really cruising by now that I'm the age I am. Currently, it's 39 degrees in the fine city of Oswego, New York. Feels like 37. Highs are going to be about 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Winds are out of the west at four miles per hour. Can you hear it in my voice? Yeah, I was sick again. I've got some weird, if you follow the show, you know I have some weird sickness that comes in like the, like a thief in the night, and then it just kicks my butt for a day, like 12 hours or so. And I was just so violently ill, and I'm just violently sick from it, and I don't know what it is. I've had test after test done, and I have no clue. No clue. But my voice is all like this right now from retching for the past, I don't know how many hours I did and then it just put me out and then I woke up this morning it's early right now here and I had a headache because yesterday when I was finally feeling better I didn't have any caffeine and I'm addicted to caffeine and so I had a headache today and I was like god I hope this goes away and I'm like do I dare have a cup of coffee after being so violently ill and uh, I did and it made my headache go away quite a bit but now I have a glass of water with me and I'm trying to hydrate after being so ill. So I apologize about my voice. I also realized that my interludes that I play through Anchor, if you listen through iTunes, which most of my listeners listen through iTunes, for some reason I can't control it, but the interlude is super loud. And so if you're listening to my show, you'll hear my voice in OB1 volume. Then the interlude will come and it will shoot right up. And it's, I can't control that. And uh, I figured the only way around it right now is to not use my interludes. And that's what I'm going to try to do. And then there's another way around it that I'm thinking about doing. And I'll, I, I might pull the trigger and I'll tell you about what that's going to be later on in the show. But before we do that, let's start off with our quote. If it makes you happy then it is not a waste of time. If it makes you happy, then it is not a waste of time. And I can tell you what, we live on a planet makes me happy. Doing this show, doing this podcast makes me happy. It's given me something that I can't explain, some kind of something that I, I really enjoy out of it. And I'm glad that you're here with the journey with me on my personal journal slash variety show yeah all right my friends stick around we'll be right back well hello mr fancy pants not quite yet <laughs> i just figured since i don't have my interludes to use i would just use my uh my producer used some sound effects for our interlude, so we slapped the boss. A little slapping of the boss. You ever seen that? I love you, man. That is a good movie. Paul Rudd makes me laugh just looking at him. So how 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 am I fancy? How can I get fancy? At, the, at we live on a planet. How can I church it up just a little bit more? 
I'm thinking about pulling the trigger on a thing called a Roadcaster Pro. And what it does is it just changes up your podcasting game. And a friend of mine, Eddie Green, told me about it. He, him and I podcast. We Our podcast will be coming up um, the 22nd of this month. My interview with Eddie Green. And it was fun. And he uses a Roadcaster Pro. And so, like, how I use a tablet and I have my sound effects through that, the Roadcaster Pro has a pad on it where you can have eight preloaded, well, actually 64 of them preloaded into a pad of eight. And then also it's got a mixing board on it, so your sound quality is a lot better. You can put a de-esser, so, like, the S's aren't going to make as much sound it will know that i'm using a compressor mic now um so like my p's won't pop as much all that stuff because a compressor mic that i'm using right now it just picks up everything my my lip smacks and my swallows and so i'm thinking about doing that and one of the things that would be neat about that i don't have to use any more interludes through anchor anyways because once you get one of those it's you're it's just up to your mind, your endless imagination. They have all kinds of preset ones, and then there's websites that you can go and have copyright or copyright free music or sounds that you can use. Kingfish sent me one before a friend of mine that's a podcaster that I want to get on the show and talk to him too. But he sent me one from the BBC, and it's thousands and thousands of sounds from the BBC and uh, I'll be able to use all that. I'm really thinking about pulling the trigger on that. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I got to fly my drone a tiny bit the other day but I was only doing it in my backyard and kind of tight quarters because we're under right now per the mayor of Oswego no travel, no unnecessary travel so I didn't want to drive down to, well, the parks are all closed as well. Um, as long as you're not in a gathering of up to four people or more. So I could have walked down to the park, I guess. I was just feeling too lazy to walk down there. But I just blew it up and got it up to about, uh, I don't know, 150 feet up into the air. And it did. it was pretty neat to see what my house looks like and my surrounding neighborhood at about 150 feet. And then I got nervous being up thinking some neighbor's going to see it or some neighbor kid because the kids are all home and going to start shooting it with a BB gun or something. I don't know. Maybe because that's what I would have done as a kid. I was not a bad kid. Well, I was sometimes bad. I can remember one time there was an old gravel bed near us. And well, it was an active gravel bed. And um, must be it was on a weekend when they weren't working and me and my cousins decided it was going to be a good idea to shoot at like big trucks when they drove by, not cars, but big trucks. And we shot at like a garbage truck and got in a wicked lot of trouble. Though I got in a lot of trouble with those that those cousins anyways. But yeah, that's a whole different story. So, yeah, I'm thinking about doing that. I'm, I don't know. I already had one quote, and um, I want to share the one more quote with you. I love those who can smile in trouble. Leonardo da Vinci. That's what I'm trying to do right now, smile in this time of trouble. This is troubling times. This is times we've never seen before. 
you know, 1918. There were some outbreaks of the flu in the 1950s and 60s that were really bad as well. But um, this is bad. This is really unheard of times. It's unsettled. It does a lot for your mental health. It has for me, it's really caused anxiety because I'm thinking about my parents. And then all of a sudden I realize it's not just the old. It's everybody. And it's bad. And I live in New York. And New York is bad right now. And it's not getting any better. And the experts are saying it's going to get worse. And we know. So I'm trying to smile in trouble because there's nothing more we can do. I know I'm going to wear a mask when I go out in public. The CDC and the Dr. Fauci and all those guys are saying that it's a good idea. It's going to be weird. It's going to feel weird because our society isn't like that. And everybody's going to look at me when I wear one. But I'm doing it because I want to do my part. If, if it's going to help, I'll do it. And, uh, we need to change our mind about that. My brother-in-law and sister-in-law live in Prague. And uh, the Czech Republic in Prague. He's formerly the Czech Republic. And it's a law there right now. If you don't wear a mask out in public, you can get in trouble. And if you're like, ooh, that sounds terrible. The, the Czech people take that seriously good they they are really proud of that they they look down on people if you're not wearing a mask they'll like shame you and be like what's wrong with you so their mind sh shift is different than here in america a lot of things are different with europeans anyways compared to the americans and i only say that because i my brother-in-law lives there i know from hearing about that so all right, stick around. When we um, come back, I want to tell you a little bit about a weird dream I had, too. I don't know if it was because I was so sick or what, but I had a strange dream, and I want to share that with you when we come back. So stick around. You're learn today. All right. I've already learned this morning that uh, I was wrong when I said just earlier formally the Czech Republic. It is the Czech Republic, formerly Czechoslovakia. So I'm sorry, sis. My sis is born and raised, my sister-in-law, in Prague. And that's where they still live, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law. So my bad. My wife and I are planning a trip sometime to Prague to go visit them. And we don't know when yet, but we are we're planning on that. That is on our bucket list to go visit them. All we have to do is fly there and then we've got a place to stay because they've got a flat in Prague and then they have a little cabin too. It's a really old cabin, I guess. Prague is really old. All right, here we go. Speaking of old, we're on the History Channel's website and on today's date, the United States officially enters World War One. World War One started in 1914. And it wasn't until 1917 that the Americans joined the Allies with Britain and uh, fought Germany. So yeah, that was all hell broke loose um, for us to get into that war. It was pretty bad. Woodrow Wilson pledged to stay out of it. But two days after the U.S. Senate voted 82 to 6 to declare war against Germany, the U.S. House of Representatives endorsed the declaration of vote of 373 to 50, and America formally enters World War I. And in 1914, President Wilson 
pledged neutrality for the United States, a position the vast majority of Americans favored. But uh, Britain, however, was one of the America's closest trading partners, and tensions soon arose between the United States and Germany over the latter's attempt to quarantine of British Isles. But several U.S. ships traveling to Britain were damaged or sunk by German mines. And uh, like I said, it just kind of really, really broke, all hell broke loose on May 7th when the British owned Litholotania. I can't say that right. Litholotania ocean liner was torpedoed without warning just off the coast of Ireland. Of the 1,959 passengers, 1,198 were killed. Wow including 128 Americans. So yeah, 1917, though, we got involved in that. World War II, 1941, Germany invades Yugoslavia and Greece. Whenever I think of Yugoslavia, I think of a car called the Yugo. If you're old enough to remember, there was a car called the Yugo. And I remember in high school, a guy that I went to high school with, a couple grades ahead of me, football. We played football together and he had a Yugo, and a Yugo was like bare bones, no nothing, no air conditioning. No, probably didn't even have an emergency brake on that car. It was so bare bones. It's funny, a Senate Live did a little skit called, they had a commercial, a fake commercial called an Adobe was the name of the car, and it, the car was made out of Adobe clay. So if you got in an accident, you would just take a hunk of adobe and fix it kind of like yeah my first car though was a nissan my first brand new i should say was a nissan Sentra e and it was a crank them up windows four speed no air conditioning bare bones as well it was like eight thousand dollars brand new and that was in 1991 i remember all right 1909 robert perry almost almost reaches the north pole 1830, here's one in religion, the Mormon Church is established, also known as the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, 18, or 1830. Here's one, we learned this the other day, if you follow the show, we did the facts site, and it was all some interesting facts about April. Here's one in 1896, the first modern Olympic Games, and they're reborn after about 1,500 years. Of after being banned by the Romer, Emperor Roma's, Romer, the, can I say it? The Roman Emperor, I was trying to say Romer, <laughs> who knows what I was, the Roman Emperor, Theodotus I, he banned it. All right, what else do we have? 1841, John Tyler is inaugurated as the 10th president. Uh, 1832, the Black Hawk War begins. Black Hawk War. 1895, writer Oscar Wilde is arrested in England after losing a libel case against the Marquis of Queensbury. Wilde had been engaged in an affair with the Marquis's son since 19, or 1891, but when the outraged Marquis denounced him as a homosexual, Wilde sued the man for libel. But he lost, and then uh, he lost his case. 1968, here's one for art, literature, and film history. 2001, A Space Odyssey is released in theaters. Stanley Kubrick's famous 2000, that's a good movie, I like that. 1970, 
Sam Shepard, the, inspira the inspiration for The Fugitive, dies. There was that black and white series, The Fugitive, and then uh, that remake, that movie with Tommy Lee Jones and Harrison Ford. I love that famous scene when Harrison Ford's at the edge of the that dam and he's like, I, I didn't kill my wife. Tommy Lee Jones is like, I don't care. And he jumps off and gets away. But when he jumps, you can see it's obviously a mannequin or a dummy, which, you know, you can't have somebody really jump off that they never, he would have never survived that leap, but it was made for a good movie, the movie Magic. Here's the last one, Civil War, 1862, the Battle of Shiloh begins. The Battle of Shiloh became one of the bloodiest engagements of the war. The Civil War was such a terrible, terrible war anyways, and terrible time, men just dying of disease, and brothers fighting brothers, cousins fighting cousins. Ugh, just sad. I learned a lot about the Civil War and about history and war all the years that I was doing historical interpreting at Fort Ontario, which is a rock throw from my house. And I say this always, if you're ever in Oswego, New York, please go to Fort Ontario and check it out. You'll be glad you did. It's last I checked, it was only four bucks to get in there. If it's five now, I'll be surprised, which is nothing. All right, stick around. When we come back, we will uh, head on over to the fact site. I'll be right back. Welcome back, my friends. All right, let's head on over to the facts site and learn. Uh, let's learn some facts about tulips. Tulips, tis the season. Spring is in the air, and tulips are just a beautiful flower. And there's some interesting things about tulips. Tulips bring back a lot of good memories. My parents, they went to um, Europe in the mid '80s to visit my older brother, who was stationed over Europe when he was in the army, and they brought back. Uh, buttload of bulbs from Holland and they still come up to this day at my dad's house which are pretty pretty neat all right part of the lily family these interesting little flowers symbolize spring and the coming summer but also hold many different meaning for the different colors like roses probably although holy cinemas synonymous <laughs> with the Netherlands they're not native to eastern Europe having been first imported to the, from the Middle East and cultivated, cultivated by Flemish botanist Carlos Coleus at the Dutch Leiden University Botanical Gardens. But did you know that tulips are edible? I did not. Or that they're the national flower of Turkey and Afghanistan? Or what about the fact that tulips helped save the Netherlands from starving in World War II? Wow, did not know all this stuff. So here we go. Here's five quick facts. Tulips are not from the Netherlands, which we just heard. Despite being the national flower of the Netherlands, the tulip is not native to the Netherlands. That's where my parents my parents got theirs when they were there. And like I said, they're beautiful. The tulip bloomed natively in a big swallow of land covering southern Europe to Central Asia, but was introduced into Eastern Europe in the form of imports from what is now known as Turkey. 
the, the tulip became a coveted prize within the Netherlands and was far more vibrant and lush in color than the flowers native to this part of the world. Tulips became a status symbol to the Dutch and contributed to one of the world's finest financial economy bubbles known as tulip mania, where they were so valuable they could be used to buy a house. Wow. Right now they're blooming too. If you go onto the internet and look at the tulip fields out that way, the colors, you can't believe that nature can produce such beauty. To this day, the Netherlands is still the world's foremost producer of tulips, producing 3 billion bulbs yearly, most of which are exported worldwide. The word tulip derives from the word turban. In the Middle East, the tulip was referred to as dolben, dolben, the Persian word for turban, because the way the flowers had sat atop of its stalk, resembling a turban upon a person's head. However, this might be a falsehood, as during this time it was fashionable to wear tulips on one's turban, so nobody really knows whether this is why they are named after turbans or if it's because of their shape. Dalben in Persian became Talbent in Turkish, which in turn evolved to Talpen in Danish, all which means turban, to later becoming Tulipi in French, which meant tulip. And that's where you would, the word tulip comes from. Wow. Did you follow me there? I kind of followed myself, but <laughs> wow. All right, so turban. There are more than 3,000 different varieties of tulips. 3,000. That is something that won't come as a surprise to anyone who's ever taken a walk down Amsterdam's famous floating flower market. But with 75 wild tulip species, and over 150 different species altogether. It's not surprising there are so many different variations. Wow. The different color of tulips hold different meanings. This might seem a bit obvious, but with over those 3,000 different variations, like we said, that means there's a lot of different meanings for them, right? Red tulips represent love, like roses, symbolizing passion and romance. Yellow represents hope and cheerful thoughts. White are used as a flower to make an apology with. Purple tulips symbolize that something, that somebody, bleh, start over. I'm sorry, I apologize. Purple tulips symbolize that somebody is your everything. Yeah. Here we go, the last one. Tulips are edible. While the petals can be readily eaten, so you could just pluck and eat a petal, the bulbs can be eaten if prepared correctly. This was something the Dutch learned during the hunger winter famine in 1944. After a strike by Dutch rally workers, the Nazis stopped all imported food from entering the Netherlands, causing a winter-long famine that directly was responsible for the deaths of 22,000 Dutch people and indirectly responsible for countless deaths on top of that. Due to the lack of manpower earlier that year, most of the Netherlands tulip bulbs had been, hadn't been planted 
So the Dutch government's Office of Food Supply published a guide on how to properly prepare the bulbs as well as suggested recipes for them. There was one recipe for bread made from crushing up tulip bulb, flour, salt, and water, which one child described as tasting like sawdust. Oh boy. But even that was better than nothing. The famine ended in 1945 when Switzerland exported large amounts of flour and other goods to the Netherlands and the Nazis allowed them into the country. Once again, the tulip had played a significant role in the Dutch history. Oh man, I want to try a tulip ball or a tulip leaf so bad now just to know that they can be edible. I didn't know that. I wonder what it tastes like. Probably tastes like a tulip, whatever that is. You know, I, I appreciate you stopping over. I really do. I always say that to you, but I mean it. And um, stick around. We'll be right back. All right. I feel like telling you about this crazy-ass dream that I had before we end up the, end the show. I Okay, so I was sick, like I said, and so I haven't, I didn't get much sleep or anything like that. And I talked about Kingfish earlier in the show, and I want to get him on the show, and maybe it was, I was thinking about that too, and maybe it's because I watched that stupid Tiger King or whatever. <laughs> but I had a dream that I, for some reason, was like, I was trying to find my way to this one area and earlier in my dream I had parked this big rig in this one truck stop area out in the country okay now mind you I've maybe been in a big rig once in my life so why I was driving a tractor trailer is beyond me but I was but I no I wasn't Kingfish was but he gave me the slip and gave me the paperwork or gave me the key or something yeah and so I have to find my way back to get this key to this big rig and Kingfish isn't with me. And I, I go to get this big rig and there's these old timers at this truck stop. And all of a sudden I realize I don't have any information, no proof that it's my truck to get and I need the keys, but yeah, I'm going to have to show them my proof to get that stuff. And so I, I walk in, I start telling them, and as soon as I drop Kingfish's name, they instantly know, and now I don't need any information because he goes to this truck stop all the time, supposedly in my dream, you know, in, in this dream world. And so the, the old timer starts filling out this pad of paper to give me this stuff that I need to go get my stuff. And for some reason, we were inside when he's doing this. And then next thing you know, being that it's a dream, I'm outside with him. It happened that quickly. And we look over and there's a big, huge, like a bobcat, because those are the only things that I are around here in upstate New York is a bobcat, but it's the size of a tiger. Yeah, like a huge, like tiger. And it's attacking a deer, and it's a small deer that's still got the spots on it. And so the old timer's got the paperwork, and he runs with his paperwork towards this mountain lion. And starts like kicking at the mountain lion. And everybody's around watching it. Like, oh my gosh. And the mountain lion turns and jumps on this old timer and starts just attacking him. Just attacking him. Terrible. And everybody's horrified. And I am too. And next thing you know, the 
the mountain lion gets off from him and starts coming and starts attacking people. And I realize this mountain lion's coming towards me and he's going to attack me. So I jump on this little makeshift rickety wooden fence that's barely holding my weight and falling apart as I'm trying to get on it. And oh my gosh. So I, I, I'm like, the thing is swatting at me and swatting at me and yeah, doing all that stuff and trying to get me. And I'm like, no, no, where are you? Why? Go on, bad kitty, bad. And uh, I'm trying to, I, I the, sh the fence that I'm on, part of it breaks away. And so I'm, I try to grab it, but as I'm hit, trying to hit the cat with it or Bobcat or whatever this huge thing was, it's like, it turns into like a pool noodle, a limp pool noodle, and it won't do any damage. And the more I'm doing that to it, the more angry the thing is getting. It's not scaring it. And so I start like yelling and then I woke up. I was like, holy cow, that was a terrible, <laughs> but it didn't feel like a nightmare. It just felt like bizarre. I don't think I have nightmare. I haven't had a nightmare. It just felt bizarre. It sounds bizarre. It's it's hard to even describe it right now. If I even describe it, okay. It's dreams are hard to describe, anyways. You know what I mean. Speaking of dreams, I am going to be talking with Kat O'Keefe. She's a dream specialist, and we're going to have her on the show at the end of the month. And uh, I, I think no, wait a minute. Beginning of May, Kat will be on the show. By then, maybe I'll have another crazy dream and I can ask her what it's all about. All right, my friends. Thank you so much for sticking with me and uh, coming on over to We Live on a Planet. Please tell a friend about it. Be a part of the show. Call in. I would love to hear from you. Head on over to WLOAP.com. You can leave me a voice message there. I'm also still running my giveaway at my website. I only need eight more subscribers and I'm going to be given away that $50 worth of prizes. So if you haven't subscribed yet, now's the time to do it because I'm getting ready to draw and one in 50 chance, that's pretty good odds that you're going to win something of over $50 value. All right. Thanks, my friends. I will talk to you again this Wednesday. Yay, Wednesday. All right. Take care. Peace. Do your best to stay curious and not judgmental the best you can today too. And keep your chin up. We're going to get through this, you know. It is our attitude at the beginning of a difficult task, which more than anything else will affect its successful outcome. So if you really hunker down and, you know, do what you need to do and stay home and social distance, the sooner we'll get through this difficult situation. Take care, my friends. Peace.